Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Oh, oh, oh he's hit. Oh, he's oh, what a beautiful And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. But he has a shock in store for him. He has two great chances. Slim and none, and Slim's out of town. Pedro Fernandez. I wanted to do the right thing. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios here in the city by the bay, San Francisco. Check it. This is Ring Talk. Often imitated but never duplicated. 37, make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your modest host. Of course, I'm also an award-winning writer, four-time Golden Glove champion. I know my way around the ring. So for the next two hours here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and of course, live on Twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline USA channel, we're talking combat sports, meaning mainly boxing. We'll fit in some MMA. Of course, Conor McGregor getting smoked like a blunt last week. That was sort of good. I think that he's a fraud to begin with as far as his boxing ability is concerned. He wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao, and now Manny Pacquiao has been sort of stripped of his WBA crown, and they're calling him a champion in recess. I don't know what that means, but the bottom line is Manny Pacquiao still a star at 42 years old. They're going to do an exhibition with Ryan Garcia, of course, the heir apparent to greatness in my mind. Talk about the kid from uh, Central California, Victorville. Undefeated 23-0, like 18-19 stops. Of course, knocking everybody out. Knocked out Luke Campbell with that body shot a fortnight ago. Looking all good after getting up off the deck in the second round. So, at the end of the day, it's going to be an exhibition. I'm against exhibitions. I'll tell you why. Because... I don't know. It's just exhibition. A wrestling match is an exhibition. The California State Athletic Commission considers a wrestling match an exhibition. In other words, I don't want to see these guys fight each other, fight each other with big fat gloves on. And we saw that a couple months ago, of course, with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. We don't need us here repeated that. Seriously. Exhibitions, let them go. Let's have some real fights. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We'll reach out to the godfather, of course, the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant, and talk Sunny Listen in detail in hour number two. So straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your show. A 
now more straight talk from Straight Talk. The big wireless companies say they're the only way to get the best coverage. Because they've got like a kajillion cell towers? Something like that. But Straight Talk Wireless runs on those same towers, so you get the same great networks for up to 50% less. I wonder if they're counting that one in Kickapoo, Kansas. Oh, boy. Switch today and get our unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month with 25 gigs at high speeds and no contract. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of 200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, pro extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. James Brown, the godfather of soul. Of course, we always use that music to bring in the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant, a.k.a. the husband of Patricia Stitch Merchant. How are you this morning, sir, and how's the godmama? Uh, We're doing good, uh, Pedro. And um, by the way, I don't know if I ever told you that I saw James Brown in a performance in a in a on a Paris street outside of the center of Paris, and there were people, including us, hanging from the trees and from um, buildings and so on, listening to James Brown in Paris. Did you, did you know he was a boxer of sort? 
I didn't really know that. Well, I'm, I'm, joking, I'm joking, Godfather. What I'm trying to say people. is he knocked out Tammy Terrell about 15 or 20 times. He was a singer with Motown. He was a very violent man. I mean, I, I met him one time in Oakland, California. I was backstage and got to watch him go out on the stage and do his thing. But he wasn't a great human being. Well, there are not a lot of us who are, but it doesn't excuse that kind of behavior. Exactly. Um, questions for Larry Merchant. What the preps? I, I get these, and, and I and I forget them during the week. But when you did an HBO show, um, I if I don't feel butterflies before I do this show, if I didn't have butterflies before every fight that I had, um, I didn't one time, and I got licked like a stamp. Um, but um, I'm not on, I'm not on par. I'm not there. Is that the way it was with you? Did you feel butterflies each time that the show went on? No, never. Wow. Last time I had butterflies is when uh, I was playing high school football and I was kicking off, and uh, I had some, you know, a little bit of anxiety before a game started. But uh, I'm not much of a butterfly guy. Okay, um, Don King, the world's greatest promoter, with an asterisk next to that, um, had a show on Friday night in Godfather. Um, it wasn't worth stealing. I'm not shocked. Uh, is he in physical, the kind of physical health that could uh, energize one of his mediocre shows? Uh, no, no, no. Or is this just a thing by people around him? We're not talking mediocre. We're not talking. We, we, now, if it was mediocre, I'd say, oh, yeah, it was a mediocre show. Oh, no, no. It wasn't mediocre. It was piss poor. And that's the best way I could describe it. I mean, um, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he pulled out, he pulled off some scams where he convinced the WBA by not taking Manuel Char over here from Germany. He wouldn't give Manuel Char a contract. So without a contract, he couldn't get a visa to get on a plane. So he couldn't get on a plane to leave Germany. He can't come over to the United States and fight. So what did King do? King had him semi stripped and had a, a, a vacant interim title put together. I mean, he's just, it's cagey old Don King to an extent, but, you know, the results aren't there. In other words, there was no excitement. It was a battle of the breasts. In other words, one guy was like 38D and the other guy was 48F. Well, Don King uh, had an extraordinary career, but uh, I think it's uh, not just the old Don King, it's the dead Don King as far as promoting is concerned. Okay. Moving on to another um, a subject. Canelo Alvarez, of course, going to have that, that fight in um, February, of course, against the uh, the number one WBC contender. And then he's going to fight with Billy Joe Sanders in in May. And then it looks like he's going to fight the guy that won last night, the Caleb who won last night. Um, I mean the Caleb, the young man that won last night against Caleb. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm getting all this heat from Mexican fans, and I get it through Hector Martinez because he's into the Mexican media and this and that. And they, they're really dogging Canelo. They think Canelo should fight guys like Charlo and maybe Triple G again and stuff like that. They want to see real fights. They're tired of seeing this, this Eddie Hearn, uh, promotion where Eddie gets one guy from across the pond and one guy over here and he's able to pimp both sides for, for, for viewers. Well, isn't Saunders, uh, one of the opponents and he's a guy in his early thirties, who's never been beaten. Mm, this, this is true. I mean, no, I'm not. But I mean, what's wrong with that? Okay, granted, no. I, 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 I'm going to tell you something. Uh, 
when Henry Armstrong and Sugar Ray Robinson and back in their days, they didn't fight the top guy every time. And that was a time when uh, money was scarce and they had to fight a lot to live a lot. Uh, I am very excited about Canelo's plan to fight three or four times next year. Uh, if that's every three months, that's a big deal. Maybe it will inspire other top fighters to fight more. But if I know that Canelo is fighting every three or four months and I have something to look forward to, I think that's a really good thing for boxing. So, so I so, think there so. are, you know, there are guys out there he should fight like Charo and like, uh, um, uh, I forget who, but, um, maybe they're demanding too much money. Maybe the promoters want stuff that they're not going to get. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I'm glad that uh, Canelo is going to be out there and wants w- wants to be great. And maybe he's answering the the cries of the, his people to fight more. But uh, I think it would be a great thing for the comeback of boxing after the pandemic that he has fought three or four times in a year. Mm, good point. Larry Merch is our guest. We we're always talking about the pound for pound king, Canelo Alvarez, one speed man from Mexico. Of course, he WBA, WBA, everything as far as 168 pounds is concerned, except for that WBO belt held by the aforementioned Billy Joe Sanders. Um, I put this. I guess. I guess Mexican fans want want more blood and guts, huh? I think Canelo is of the the new generation of Mexican fighters. Who have a lot of them have fought in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they don't ignore boxing anymore. <laughs> they, they, there are very few guys who come along who can be uh, Chavez, and um, maybe Chavez spoiled them. There were other fighters who were were great at the drama of boxing, and from Mexico. But the times have changed, and uh, Canelo was an indication that uh, that whatever trade agreements we have with Mexico is working out very well in the boxing world. <laughs> okay, and some people think NAFTA isn't working, but the Godfather says it is. Um, you have a pleasant Sunday, you and the Godmama. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon, sir. I thank you for your time each and every week. God bless you, Larry. Thank you, and don't don't drive down Highway One. Okay, good enough. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The coast is falling in here in California. Parts of the coast are falling into the ocean. That's what Larry was talking about there. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. I've got open phone lines. You want to join me, you can. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. And check this out. If you're watching us via uh, twitch.tv, I will send you one of these pictures if you give us your name and address. And on the flip side is Muhammad Ali and me. And uh, wait, there we go. Wait, hey, there it is. And then on the other side is just me. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. The crowd now cheering the challenger. Let's get over to our champion, Joe Lewis. Joe, looking in towards the champion's corner. He's still standing up. They're going to make him sit down. What do you think is going on in Sonny's mind at this point? Well, I think Sonny now is beginning to worry now. At least the corner is beginning to worry now because I, I think that they see him now that, that they have all the confidence he needs to go home to beat the beat of Sonny. So I think that the corner now is beginning to worry a little bit now. Now they're working, as we note, with our camera shots in there. Below the left eye, they've already worked below the right eye. There you see them. Joe Polino trying to keep that cut closed. Uh, do you feel as though Sonny being busted up a little bit, puffed up a little bit around the face, will this make a difference in Liston's thinking? Well, it has to make a, list, uh, a difference because Liston, uh, I think he, he don't see too well out both his eyes now because they're pretty well puffed out. And I think Clay got all the comfort he needs now, so I think that's... 
can't him go on winning now. They might be stopping it. That might be all, ladies and gentlemen. Get up there, Joe. Get up there. Get up in the ring. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is a tease for hour number two. Of course, hour number two, Muhammad Ali, Sonny List, and Ruben Hurricane Carter will go through the trio. Of course, Ruben Hurricane Carter, at one point in time, considered the best middleweight on the planet. Or was he just overrated because he went to jail? I mean, did he, did he kill those guys? I mean, you know, the jury's still out. Anyway, that and more, hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And speaking of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, you know, we're talking welterweights all the time. And I think this guy, Virgil Ortiz, might be one of the guys to really keep an eye on. So we'll talk about that in depth. Now, of course, last night, uh, not too happy with the fact that the result, the results were on Fox, uh, Fox Sports. But the bottom line is we had a Fox card put on, of course, by, uh, Mr. Al Heyman. Of course, uh, PBS Sports, PBS Boxing. Bottom line is Caleb Plant, sweet hands, they call him, 21 and 0 now, 12 KOs, outpointed, um, how can I put this? So, uh, <laughs> Caleb Truex. They both got the same name. I guess that's a popular name, name over there uh, across the pond or something like that. But the bottom line is, ain't too many Calebs here in the United States. Um, but the bottom line is, it was a battle of them. And of course, a fortnight ago, didn't uh, Canelo Alvarez, the aforementioned world champion, 160 pounds, didn't he take out a guy named uh, Caleb as well? Yeah, bottom line is, lots of Calebs in boxing, especially at 168. But this guy's supposed to be the best. Sweet hands, plant. Caleb Sweet hands, plant. Now 21 and 0. 12 KOs. I wasn't impressed. He pitched a 12-round shutout over uh, Truax. Of course, 121-08 on the scorecards. If you score 10-9 for each round, 12 to zip is 121-08. Um, I just think the guy lacks it. I don't think he's a complete fighter. I just don't think he's the real deal. I think he's just a, a guy that's going to be able to go out there and make a couple bucks for Canelo Alvarez. And just like the rest of those guys, he's probably going to fall to Canelo Alvarez inside the distance. Maybe not. He's a big, strong guy. But, you know, Canelo was able to stop Sergey Kovalev, able to stop big guys like that. Guess what? You can stop super middleweights. And that's where he's fighting right now, 168. Of course, the fights I want to see with Canelo Alvarez are with Charlo. And I keep spring, screaming about this week after week after week after week. Maybe a, a third fight with Gennady Golovkin or something like that before Golovkin gets too old. I mean, pretty soon Golovkin's going to look, look like me and Cuddy. I'm serious. You keep him around long enough, he's, gonna, he's already doing the just for men. Okay, he's already doing it just for men. So the bottom line is, if you don't fight him real soon, that's not going to happen. And I mean, it's not going to be anything when it does happen because you're going to smoke this guy in a couple of rounds and everybody's going to say, oh, 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 look at Canelo. Canelo smokes Golovkin. Yeah, but he waited till Golovkin was like 55 years old. So I'm not down on that. Box, uh, speaking of Fox, they're coming back on the uh, 27th of February. Of course, it's the same day that Canelo Alvarez is fighting on the zone. And, of course, Canelo Alvarez is with Eddie Hearn. And uh, this is a uh, PBS and the, for the aforementioned Al Hamer promotion. But the former WBC 168-pound title holder. I didn't think he held the title, but I guess he did for a minute. Anthony the Dog Durrell. Hmm. 33-2-1 out of Flint, Michigan. 24 KOs. All I can say is he's had crummy water for about five, six years now. And of course, the governor was recently uh, booked on a criminal charge for, for giving people in Flint, Michigan, tainted water. I kid you not. You look it up. But the governor was criminally charged. It was a couple of misdemeanor charges, but the governor was charged. Or the former governor of, of Michigan was charged for poisoning the people of Flint, Michigan. I kid you not. Look it up. That's not a scam. It's not fake news or anything. That's the real deal. Anyway, uh, the dog Durrell is going to take on Kyrone Davis, 15-2, 15-2 with six waxes, February 27th on Fox. Also on the car will be 18-year-old Vito Milenko, M- Milinki. 
uh, 7-0, 4KOs, and 19-0, Jesus Ramos. Of course, these guys are all the uh, PBC up-and-comers. Good luck to them. Bottom line is, not too impressed. Billy Dib was in action. Former IBF featherweight champion Billy Dib, now 47-6, 27-KOs. Basically reduced to that of a, uh, a, 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 you know, a club fighter. And, you know, it's some guy that shows up and does exhibitions because he stopped a, a kickboxing world champion last night in his pro debut. This is getting popular. That was in the, it was, uh, that was getting popular. It's not getting popular with me. It's not. Exhibitions aren't popular, okay? And guys taking on guys from another sport aren't popular. I mean, why don't football players start playing baseball players? Why don't basketball players start, start golfing? I mean, why not? Why? I mean, because that's what's happening here. You, the crossover is not working. Every guy that attempts to crossover is getting lit up like a White House Christmas tree. I mean, do I need to talk about Conor McGregor? Floyd Mayweather, old as he was, as old as Floyd was, and Floyd was old, 40-something years old, old. I mean, he slapped Conor McGregor. He didn't lose a minute against Conor, I don't think. He had control of that whole fight. Conor McGregor, oh, a big, tough MMA guy. Couldn't do it with his hands, even though he had an amateur boxing background. What I'm trying to tell you is these guys, the crossover, it just doesn't happen. From MMA to boxing, it ain't happening. They can do the crossover from boxing to MMA. I don't think that's going to happen either. Ryan Garcia, the aforementioned Ryan Garcia, the kid from Victorville, California. Of course, the WBC interim uh, lightweight champion, 135-pound champion. Uh, he says he's going to go to MMA in three years. Come on, man. Be serious. Don't be talking that crazy stuff because MMA is a wholly, totally different world. Let me tell you my little experience. They had a Gracie gym in my old neighborhood, and I wasn't living in my old neighborhood at the time, but it was on 30th and uh, San Jose Avenue in, in the Outer Mission. So anyway, um, I saw it was a Gracie gym, and I said to myself, you know, I might try that. It was like 1992, 1993, one of those years. Anyway, I went down there. And I got myself in good shape. I ran myself into, you know, down to like 145 pounds. I was in really, really good shape at the time. Now I can't get near, near 55, maybe. Anyway, um, so I get myself in real good shape and I go in there and I spend a couple of days and I explain to the guys what I want to do. I say, you know, I might want to do this MMA stuff a little bit, but I'm a boxer per se and ah, da, da. Anyway, so they took it easy on me the first day. I mean, they really did. It wasn't the time where, it's, you know, you go into a boxing gym and you usually get beat up the first day. They send you home and then you got to contemplate whether I want to go back or not. No, no, the first day, they sort of treated me with kit gloves, the boxer, you know, the radio guy, the the writer, all this kind of stuff. They were having fun with me. The second day wasn't so pretty. Um, I'm serious. I mean, like, every time they got me on the ground, it was like they were going to kill me. And I'm a good ground fighter. Ask Tony Barnett. Ask any of those guys in the hood. I mean, I can fight these guys on the ground, but not these guys with these Brazilian skills. It's like they're little crabs or something like that. They can fight on the ground. This guy was fighting on his back at one point in time and doing better than I was on top. So what I'm trying to tell you is that just wasn't for me. And you get the crossover, it just doesn't happen. People think it's real easy because you're an athlete. You know, like Michael Grant was a great basketball player and a football player, of course, six foot seven. I said to myself, man, this guy can fight. He can punch. He's going to be heavyweight champion of the world, right? He folded like a cheap pup tending against Lennox Lewis. Was it Leah? I mean, he just, some guys just, you aren't made for it. You know, like Mike Tyson says, um, everybody's a tough guy mm-hmm, until they get hit in the mouth. That's when things change. Upcoming boxing on uh, February 9th, February 17th, of course, Janelle Barocachiga is going to take on Mark Reyes. That's the welterweight contest. That's going to be on uh, Showtime. Showtime getting in the mix here. That's right on. So that's good because they had a card last week. Anyway, February 13th, it's going to be Josh Warrington and Mauricio Alara. That's going to be a featherweight bout. Um, February 13th as well, Joseph Jojo Diaz versus, uh, I won't go with this guy's name. We'll call him Shab Rakamov. 
the IBF 130-pound titles on the line. And Patrick Tixeria and Brian Costano is going to clash for the WBO junior middleweight title. Speaking of middleweights, a former junior middleweight champion, talk about uh, – you know, we'll, we'll get to that now in number two. But looking at the rest of the schedule here, it's not all that impressive. I mean, but it, there are fights happening. February 20th, this one looks pretty good. I'm talking about unbeaten Oscar Valdez. Wasn't he like the Olympic gold medalist from Mexico and taking on Miguel Burchall for the WBC Super Featherweight title? I think Burchall's only lost one time. Valdez is undefeated, I believe. That's 130 pounds. He's a former WBL 130-pound champion. That's going to rock. Now, February 20th, the bad boy of boxing returns. No, not Scott Cuddy. Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner. I mean, you know, remember he came on. Do you remember he was on the show? He was getting a haircut. Do you remember that one? He was on the hill, and I kept hearing, you know, blood, I'm going to tell you like this, man. I'm going to knock this dude. And I say to myself, what the hell is that buzz? So I asked him, hey, Adrian, what's that buzz in the background? He goes, oh, man, I'm getting a haircut. (laughs) You couldn't, like... He put off the time for, for an interview. Oh, no, man, I'm getting a haircut. Anyway, he had to get his haircut. I think that was the last time we interviewed Adrian Broner. But anyway, bottom line is Al Heyman's coming back February 20th. Al Heyman has him coming back February 20th uh, on Showtime against, guess who? TBA. What does TBA, TBA mean? See, in some people's minds, it means to be announced. In boxing, it means to be annihilated. That's what that is, to be annihilated. February 20th on The Zone. God, I got a hard time with this guy's name, but the European welterweight title will be on the line. Josh Kelly and it's a guy named David Avasan. Of course, February 27th, the comeback. Not the comeback, really. Another appearance. We just talked about him. Of course, the kid himself, the pound-for-pound king from Mexico, Canelo Alvarez, once beaten junior middleweight, middleweight, and now super middleweight at one point in time, light heavyweight champion, of course, beating Sergey Kovalev, beating Kovalev down. I mean, beat the bigger guy. That was that was quite a feat. He was quite a feat doing that, stepping up to 175 pounds because he's not that big of a guy. Anyway, the 27th, he's taking on a guy named uh, Avni Yerdum. And Yerdum is uh, supposedly a good fighter at 168 pounds. He's ranked number one. That's about all I know about him. Mauricio Suleiman said he could fight. He was on the show last week. Of course, the president of the World Boxing Council and the son of Mauricio Suleiman. In fact, you know, I might play a little of Mauricio Suleiman, of Jose Suleiman, a clip in hour number two to talk about unity in boxing. He was talking about this like in 1995, and here we are in, in 2021, and the promoters aren't putting the fights together. I mean, there are fighters out there, but the, they're not, the promoters aren't doing it. They refuse to do business with each other. You have to do business. Listen. <sighs> You have to do business with your enemies, and, and mm, you do. I mean, when Don King and Bob Arum got together, they made the best fights because they got their top star against his top star. They went back and forth. They put it on the line. There was winner takes all, essentially, all right? But the promoters nowadays, Eddie Hearn, the aforementioned Al Heyman, Bob Arum, even Bob Arum's still sticking and stalling. I mean, Bob's, you know, Bob's got this fight. He supposedly had the American rights to Tyson Fury, and he sort of squandered that. I don't know how he blew that, but he squandered it. Of course, they canceled a fight that was supposed to take place uh, in January. That didn't happen. He had to cancel camp, according to his guy, Kenny Rainford, who appeared on the show, our U.K. guy. He's part of the Tyson Fury training camp. He said that they had to uh, cancel camp, that the fight wasn't happening because of Bob Arum not coming through with the money. So Bob not coming through with the money? That's sort of hard to believe. Don King not coming through with the money? Sort of sad. You know, here's a guy that millionaire many times over, right? About five years ago, he had a, he had a deal where he put up uh, some something as collateral. He put up like $500,000 in these coins, and these coins were worth about $6 bucks. Well, guess what? 
He only got the $500,000 for $6 million worth of coin. Don King, not the sharpest business mind in the world anymore. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Take this. Everybody plays a fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Listen, baby. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or you just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company, which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business. So it's important you go with a company you can trust, and nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to timeshare exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877-WE-DO-EXIT. Why pay for something you aren't even using? Give us a call at 877-WE-DO-EXIT or visit newtonexit.com today. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Nunez's hands are down, and she's walking Ronda down. She tags her again. Over and over. Amanda Nunez. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The guitar of the mighty Jeff Tamalier, Jefferson Starship, Starship, Tower of Power. I can go on and on. The bottom line is one of the baddest dudes ever with an average white band. 
from the baddest dudes with the guitar around pound for pound. We call them the Hendrix of Funk. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA, of course. The best fighter in the world as far as women are concerned in the world of mixed martial arts, of course, is Amanda Nunes. She took out Chris Cyborg Santos. A bit of a surprise there, but I told you they stacked the deck against Santos. I'll get to that in just a second. But anyway, Amanda Nunes is going to take on Megan Anderson. That's going to go down to UFC 257. UFC 256, eh, I'm going to say wasn't all that impressed, of course. Talk about Conor McGregor getting lit up like Dustin Poirier. That was somewhat predictable when you really looked at the basics on paper. And you had a younger guy who had, you know, been doing good, had not lost, had not gotten severely beaten, that kind of good stuff. Talk about Poirier, of course, a young Tiger. He lost to uh, Conor McGregor six years ago, in seven years ago in 2014, but seven years is a long time, and Conor's had a lot of drinks between now and then. And what am I trying to say? Conor's an alcoholic. He's just a drunk. I'm not trying to say he's your stereotypical Irishman, but he is. I mean, he's just a, he's just a drunk. I mean, this is no other way to twit it. I mean, the stuff that he did throwing the, the hand truck, uh, the hand cart through the bus window, what kind of crap is that? Anybody else be in jail for it? White Irishman, he was drunk. Ah, he had a few drinks. Let him slide. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Bottom line is, Conor McGregor got lit up like the White House Christmas tree, and Dustin Poirier just beat him down in that second round. Boom, boom, boom. It was all over. Maybe that is the career of, uh, of, uh, of, of Conor McGregor as far as boxing is concerned, because if he won, they were going to match him with Manny Pacquiao. Of course, Manny Pacquiao now is a guy that's a man without a title. They call him the WBA champion in recess. He was the WBA 147-pound champion, 42-year-old congressman, and take it back, a senator from the Philippines, soon to be president, I think, in their next election. He's going to run into the conservative party, but Manny Pacquiao is no longer the WBA guy. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, Yuri Ergus, I think a Cuban guy, is the number one guy now as far as uh, the WBA is concerned at 140. Pounds. Now, the WBA, in all their honor and glory, before I get back to the world of, I think I'll get to, yeah, let's talk about the WBA just for a second, of course. The WBA sanctioned these fights that Don King had on uh, Friday night, and they were like the most the, the most terrible fights you've ever seen in your life. I mean, they just were. I mean, as I said, one guy, Romain Stiverm, had like 42D breasts, or if he, and the other guy had like like 50 breasts with FF cups. I'm kidding you not. I mean, these guys was just, it was just really, really, really ugly. And the fact that, you know, the man that started off with the Rumble in Jungle back in 1974, the biggest fight of all time at that point in time. Of course, talking about Ali and Foreman, Muhammad Ali going into the jungle, the Zaire Africa, in order to re, uh, attempt to reclaim his heavyweight championship. Of course, it didn't happen. I mean, George Foreman melted down. Of course, George was cut about six weeks before the fight. They said, hey, guess what, George? You're cut. George said, okay, I'm going to go home for six weeks. I'm going to go home for a month and train in the United States. I don't like being here because the black people here don't like me. And he went to the airport. Mobutu said, no, no, no. I'm going to talk about the president of Mobutu, of course, of, then of Zaire. Now I think it's called the Congo. But he said, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. They had armed guys surrounding the plane. They took away his passport. Bottom line is, George wasn't going nowhere. So George said he was slightly intimidated at that point in time uh, uh, forward. And then, of course, he had the fight with Ali. He thinks that a lot of that had to do with the fact that the delay, the delay of six weeks, the 42-day delay, is what really hurt him. No, no, no. What really hurt you was the fact that you got tired beating on Muhammad Ali. You were beating on his arms. He let you beat on. It was dope on the ropes or a rope of dope. Call it what you want. But, George, you got what you had coming to you. Of course, George Foreman, a big, soft guy on TV. Golly gee whiz, let me say you had some cheeseburgers. When I saw him when I was a kid, he was a bully. He was beating up guys like Cuddy. In the gym, I kid you not, we're talking guys like five foot nine, 170 pounds, 175 pounds. He's beating up these guys, and he's weighing 215, 220, 230. I kid you not. George Farmer was a bully. Of course, he brought that German Shepherd 
to Africa with them. That didn't bode too well because, you know, the only ones that have German shepherds in Africa are the slave masters. Yeah, those are the only ones that had German shepherds, and the German shepherds were for to enforce uh, fear amongst the slaves. So what does George do? George and Cor- George tries to in- indoctrinate himself with the people over there by bringing German shepherds with him. So I am the slave master, essentially, is what he was saying when he got off the plane with those dogs, okay? And that's why they, they took to the disliking George. And, of course, I remember they were yelling in the crowd before the— uh, before the fight even took place. In fact, during the fight, kill, kill, uh, kill him, Ali. Ali Bumaye, Ali Bumaye, would essentially meet, meant, uh, kill George Foreman. Of course, Ali would stop George Foreman in the eighth round. George got tired, went down, <sighs> couldn't give up, couldn't get up. Of course, he would come back and regain the title like 20 years later, of course, against Michael Moore. And what's Michael Moore famous for? Get knocked out by an old man. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. I mean, Michael, I was heavyweight champion. You were heavyweight champion in the world? Yeah, yeah. Who'd you lose to? George Foreman. Wasn't George Foreman like that fat dude that ate hamburgers from Wendy's and that kind of thing? You lost to him? You think, yeah, that's why Michael Moore doesn't make public appearances. That's why he doesn't come out anymore. I mean, he had some head trips before he lost to George Foreman. I kid you not. Not the most secure guy as far as, uh, uh, as personal well-being is concerned. But at the end of the day, he did capture titles. Of course, that light heavyweight. He was the WBL light heavyweight champion. I think he was like 25-0 with 25 knockouts. And he was incredibly tough at 175. Couldn't be beat. He was the guy that was able to suck down the 175. Emmanuel Stewart, of course, his trainer at the beginning, part of the Kronk team in Detroit, was able to sweat him down to 175, man. And he was rocking and rolling at 175. Of course, as a heavyweight, left a little bit to be desired, but he won the heavyweight title. Got to give him props for that. I'm talking about Michael more. Of course, Michael has some gun issues, too. Don't give Michael a gun. Please don't give Michael a gun. Um, Canelo Alvarez, I said February 27th. February 27th, the zone's going to go with two cards. going to bring in Joseph Parker against Joseph Junior Fa. Junior Fa's a Samoan guy. Joseph Parker's from New Zealand. I guess they're going to try to draw from that side of the world as far as uh, ratings are concerned. But i got to say this about Parker. You know, Don King tried to buy his way back into boxing the other night, of course, with his card with Manuel Char and, and, and Daniel Bryan. Of course, it ended up being an interim WBA heavyweight title fight. But he tried to buy his way back into boxing. And I tried to lay out a plan for him a couple years ago, and he was in better health. Okay, then he is now. I said to him, I said, Don, I said, Joseph Parker is a WBO heavyweight title holder. He said, yeah, and I think I know, I know who he is. I said, he's got a purse bid coming up. I said, you know, and, and I, I think the purse bid is going to be somewhere around two million bucks. In other words, I think you can get this fight for two million bucks. I said, so if you put up two million dollars, I said, Godfather, you'd be back in the game. You'd have the WBO champion. You'd be part of the mix. And he goes, oh, I don't know. anyway, he stalls it. Didn't have the money, I don't think. And then, and then, of course, as I said earlier, I alluded to before the break. You know, he um he had to put up some money as far as a uh, uh, collateral was concerned. I think in a Ricardo Mayorga uh, tax case or something like that. Mayorga was saying there was anyway there was a contractual dispute going on, and Don had Don King had to put up some collateral. So instead of putting up regular, you know, money dollars, he put up like two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of these. Silver dollars. Now, each silver dollar is worth about four bucks. Well, Don only got a dollar for each one. So that just shows you how much he slipped. In other words, he lost three or four times what the money was worth, at least three or four times what the money was worth by, uh, by giving up the, the coins for collateral. But my point being, my point, my question, questioning Don King at that point in time was, was he broke or is he slipping? Which one is? It's either one or the other. Can't be both. Has to be one, has to be other. Is Don King slipping at 87, 88 years old? We know Bob Arum isn't. 
I mean, give Bob his prop. Massel Bob down there at the top-ranked plantation doesn't like it when I say that, but, you know, he's, he's 88 years old as well. He's still kicking it. He's still kicking it. The difference between those two guys, oh, here I go. The difference between, no, not money, not money. One smoked weed and the other one drank. That's, I, I kid you not. That's why I think they're able to, to rock and roll at their age. Don King drank. I mean, I, I told you he put me to bed. I used to go, oh, Don, we're doing like the, the first, uh, Mike Tyson comeback fight when he fought to get the pizza guy, Peter Mignelli. And, uh, we're, we're doing like he's doing all, he's got me doing interviews with like Poland and all these different European block stations at all these odd hours in the morning, but he's paying me good bucks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, King, King, when King paid you, King paid you good bucks. So anyway, I'm doing all these off the wall interviews at off the wall times and this and that and down there in the press room. And it's only me and him down there at like a one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. And that, that was it. And I would go to bed at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I'd go to bed, right? And I'd see my, my, my phone, the, you know, the, the, the red light, the red light would be blinking and blinking, and blinking. It'd be blinking about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Don King was ready to go back to work at five thirty, six in the morning. He only took him two, he only took two hours, two hours sleep. Two to two and two to two and a half hours. I kid you not. Like the ex radio guy here in San Francisco, Ray Taliaferro, the late icon, late night con, late, the late night icon from KGO Radio. I mean, he only slept a couple hours a night. But Don King was sleeping two hours a night and drinking whiskey on both ends of that, on both ends of it. So Don drank. Don never took care of himself. Don never walked anywhere because he needed to have the, regarding exercise or something like that. Sort of like the Donald Trump syndrome when it comes to exercise. That was Don King's uh, MO. So, you know, he got heavy. And, of course, he had barbecues at his house. Not once, not twice, but daily, of course. He made neighbors follow the lawsuit against him down there in uh, not Clearwater, Florida. One of those cities down there in Florida, of course, claiming that their their entire houses smell like barbecue 24-7 because Don King just kept them ribs going, baby. And, and you know, he would eat a slap of ribs. At, at two or three o'clock in the morning, and then we'd have prime rib and steak at two or three o'clock in the morning, and and he's he's still alive at eighty nine years old, okay? But he drank hard. And when I last saw him personally, I think it was two thousand thirteen in Budapest, Hungary, we had to stand him up a couple times. He couldn't stand up on his own. He wasn't drunk, but he couldn't stand up on his own. You know, what I mean, he had some you know he had some health problems back then. So that was the time, of course, he took took me to that meeting. That hysterical meeting in downtown Budapest is, hey, Pedro, what you doing? I guess it's about 12 o'clock, 1230 in the afternoon. I'm in Budapest. We're staying at the, uh, guy can't think of the hotel right now in famous hotel. Anyway, um, he says, hey, Pedro, what are you doing? I said, ah, you know, nothing. Just kicking in. Go out and go out and have lunch. He goes, let's, let's go downtown. He goes, they want me to speak somewhere. I'm going to go downtown and speak for a couple of minutes. He goes, why don't you come with me? Don King speak for a couple of minutes. That's an understatement. Anyway, he said, why don't you come with me? So I said, okay, so me, my, me, him, and this ex-Miami uh, cop went down there. And, you know, me, Don King, and him are sitting at the dice. The three of us are on the dice, and, and everybody else is, like, sitting around. There's about 150 Hungarians there, and they're not smoking. It's a non-smoking room, and but they're all, you know, they're having a few drinks. They're eating the food. They're having a good time, and they're socializing, this and that. And I tap my microphone. You know, you know, like the one in front of me right now, I tap the microphone to make sure my mic wasn't hot, Okay. So I looked over at Don. I says, you know, I looked around the room and they, they all, everybody looked like my mother. You know what I mean? Like white, like Norwegian white, right? I go, Don, I said, you know, you're the blackest dude in here and I'm second or something like that. I didn't put it in that way, but I can't use a vernacular on air that I, I, I said that day on the stage. So anyway, Don says back to me, Pedro, the only let niggas in here with money. 
And that his microphone was live, and that went out over the air, in fact, the entire room, and everybody just went silent just for a second. Nobody laughed. Nobody realized that that was just Don King being Don King. But the bottom line is, 89 years old, put on the show Friday night. If you started off with the Rumble in Jungle and Ali and Freya Foreman, of course, and did the, the, the Thrill in Manila, Ali and Frazier, of course, the third time, and all the Mike Tyson fights and Julio Cesar Chavez fights, of course, and I can go on and on, and all the great champions over the years. And then you, then you do what you did Friday night. It was like, it was pathetic. It was sad. It just, it, it was, it was sad. You know, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm ashamed. I would be ashamed of my past association with him, but I think that Don King should be ashamed of the show that took place Friday night. It was that bad. The battle of the breaths. That's what they should call it. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA, of course. Hour number one of two today on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217. Want to say hello to Miss Annette V? And who else? No, that's about that takes care of it. Anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. Your inside look at the world of boxing, MMA. We are live on Twitch.tv. In fact, if you send me your uh, name or address, we will send you one of these pictures here. Where is the picture? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Pictures here. One side is Muhammad Ali and me, and the other side is just me when I was skinny and slim. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? 
He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Boys. Greg Adams, graduate of Westmore High School, of course, turned down the Joliet School of Music to join Tower of Power. This is him in East Bay Soul. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA, of course. Boxing in Tijuana last night, uh, unbeaten featherweight Rafael Espinosa, 16 is zip, the 10-round winner over Carlos Aurelianellas, now 25 and 3 with 14 KOs. It was the Grand Hotel in Tijuana, Mexico, of course. You know, when I was king of Tijuana, and I say king of Tijuana because I used to go down there once a month and do the American broadcast of the Spanish television for promoter Mayan Promotions, Mayan Promotions, of course, until Mayan's father got stabbed by the mafia down there, and then all our TV shows just came to an end. Imagine that. We're doing these TV shows. We're rocking and rolling in Tijuana once a month for like a year and a half, two years, and then I get a call that my employer's father got stabbed. And I'm thinking, you know, my employer's father got stabbed. That's not a good thing, but he's in Tijuana. He probably gets stabbed. No, no. They stabbed him to keep it, to get his son out of boxing. Like that, and his son got out of boxing. Didn't want to lose his father. He got out of boxing. That just ended it. But the bottom line is, at one point in time, man, we were doing fights at the Tijuana Auditorium. Uh, I was going out with the prettiest uh, sportscaster in town. That was pretty cool, you know, having a good time down there. I remember that one time we were going home in a, in a taxi one time, and we got pulled over. And I had these ring car girls in the car. And I wasn't doing anything with the ring car girls. I was just getting them back to the hotel, okay, the Best Western. Uh, anyway, so the, the cab driver, the, the, the cops think I'm a pimp, and I've got these girls, and they're trying to, he's trying to get money out of me, and I don't speak Spanish, so I told him my name is Pedro Fernandez, it didn't work out too well. Bottom line was, I didn't spend him any money, and the girls I knew were very innocent. Yeah, in Tijuana. But you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, you're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Hour number two, I'll expand on the, uh, Sonny Liston controversy, of course. How he lived, how he died. Muhammad Ali will weigh in on that. Of course, Larry Merchant will be back. He'll weigh, on a, weigh in on that as well. So, hour number two, throwback, Sunny Listen, and more on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Stay tuned for hour number two, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and about a thousand other internet platforms live. You're tuned to Ring Talk. Stay tuned. Hour number two.
USA Radio News. I'm Jeremy Scott. For a second weekend, tens of thousands of protesters have filled the streets of Russia calling for the release of jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny. At least 4,700 have been arrested Sunday. More protests are expected on Tuesday when Navalny heads to court. He was arrested two weeks ago after returning from Germany, where he spent five months recovering from nerve agent poisoning that he blames on the Kremlin. Meanwhile, more protests and hundreds of arrests in several other countries over coronavirus restrictions are taking place. More than 300 demonstrators in Brussels were arrested. There were also arrests in Vienna as thousands clashed with police who had banned gatherings. And more than 10,000 Israelis gathered at the funeral procession of a prominent rabbi in Jerusalem in defiance of orders. There were also demonstrations in France, Spain, Denmark, and Dodger Stadium in L.A. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give balance of nature any advice, keep it out on the radio, because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But balance of nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Schoolgirls who were kidnapped in West Africa years ago have finally escaped. Some of the missing Chibok girls who were abducted in Nigeria have escaped the African militant group Boko Haram, according to their parents. Officials of the Chibok Parents Association said some of the more than 100 girls still missing after the 2014 mass kidnapping have now fled from their captors. Boko Haram raided a boarding school in Chibok, Nigeria, and abducted nearly 300 schoolgirls. The mass abduction prompted global outrage and widespread social media campaigns condemning the kidnappings and demanding the girls' return. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. A gunfight in the East African capital of Mogadishu is playing out between Somalia's security forces and armed gunmen at a hotel. Authorities say a car bomb exploded at the gate, followed by gunfire inside. Occupants are being rescued. It is unclear whether there are casualties. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A 70-year-old Tennessee man accused of killing two fellow duck hunters was found dead in a rural part of the state on Saturday. 70-year-old David Val accused of fatally shooting the two men during an altercation last week. 25-year-old Zachary Grooms and 26-year-old Chance Black identified as the victims. A famous classic rock guitarist has crossed over. USA Radio's Wendy King takes a look back. Hilton Valentine, the founding guitarist of the English rock band The Animals, has passed away. 
is credited with coming up with one of the most famous opening riffs in the 1960s. Their version of The House of the Rising Sun propelled the animals to the top of the charts in 1964. Valentine later said he based the A minor arpeggio on Bob Dylan's arrangement of the song. The animals record label Abco described him as a pioneering guitar player. The cause of death is unknown. Hilton Valentine was 77. Winter weather alerts are in effect from Minnesota to Maine as a snowstorm continues to track east. Heavy snow coming down across the Great Lakes and the Midwest. The snow is going to spread across the Midwest to the Mid-Atlantic, reaching Washington D.C. and Philadelphia. Snow is expected to fall in New York City overnight and continue along the I-95 corridor throughout the day on Monday. For USA Radio News, I'm. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four get the fifth one free window replacement offer. Eight hundred four one three six nine nine two. Eight hundred four one three six nine nine two. Eight hundred four one three six nine nine two. That's eight hundred four one three sixty nine ninety two. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely, following all CDC guidelines. Visit renewalbyanderson.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. Pedro Fernandez. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million-dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Austin imitated but never duplicated 37, make that 30 plus years now. The longest running fight show in history. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your modest host. Of course, yeah, I'm a four-time Golden Glove champion. I know how to fight. And and I could write a bit. I'm a former North American boxing writer of the year, WBC writer of the year, WBO writer of the year, Oregon writer of the year. I can go on and on. But the bottom line is I can write. I could fight at one point in time. I can still write a little bit. But we can have some fun for the next hour, of course. On Sports Byline, talking boxing and mixed martial Primarily, it's boxing, of course. We're going to talk these scandals. The scandals involved with Ruben, Hurricane Carter, and Charles Sonny Liston. Of course, Sonny Liston taking the dive. Oh, uh, did he take the dive? Of course, the dive against Muhammad Ali the second time. Of course, the first time people thought Liston quit in the corner with that bad shoulder, of course. Then we have Ruben, Hurricane Carter. 
1966, a guy that knocks out Emil Griffith back in 1964, of course, Emil considered like the, then the future a middleweight champion of the world, but a hot middleweight prospect, no doubt about that. Reuben Hurricane Carter knocked him out in one round in Pittsburgh, of course. Reuben Hurricane Carter, was he overrated? I mean, or did, did he kill those people he was suspected of killing in 1966? Of course, him and John Martyrs were arrested for a triple homicide, which was committed, I think, at the, the Lafayette Bar that was in Patterson, New Jersey. I'll never forget that. It was about 2.33 o'clock in the morning, and Anyway, bottom line is, did he do it? We'll talk about that in depth and the Sunny List of Mystery as well today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines around the planet. You can join me in part if you'd like. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, the Guilfrey no, no Commitment Text Line. The number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But he could play a guitar just like a ring in a bell Go, go Go, Johnny, go, go Go, Johnny, go, go Pros bring something extra to every job Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you Members earn perks with every dollar spent Like Pro Extra Dollars, a tool rental credit, and more New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of 200 or more Just for signing up Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, proextra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now more straight talk from Straight Talk. The big wireless companies say they're the only way to get the best coverage. Because they've got like a kajillion cell towers? Something like that. But Straight Talk Wireless runs on those same towers, so you get the same great networks for up to 50% less. I wonder if they're counting that one in Kickapoo, Kansas. Oh, boy. Switch today and get our unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month with 25 gigs at high speeds and no contract. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And 
if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Could Muhammad Ali have been talking to my son, you listen? Possibly, but it was George Foreman at that point in time. Take that back. Sonny List, of course, a world heavyweight champion in the early 1960s, beat Floyd Patterson not once but twice, knocked him out in the first round both times. Um, it was embarrassing for Patterson. Of course, Patterson would, um, he didn't want, he wanted to fight Sonny Liston. Patterson's people wanted to keep him away from Sonny Liston because Sonny was supposed to be connected with the mob. I mean, Sonny was a bad guy. Sonny was a guy originally, you know, from Ohio, a tough, tough guy, a tough street thug, beat people up, went to prison, this and that. Just take a look at Sonny Liston, this first cut, the baddest man on the planet. A right uppercut did the job. Some heavyweight champs have just been too good to be bad. Just look at the Klitschkos. And no one is going to call Tyson Fury the baddest man on the planet. That's because you have to be bad all over. And Sonny Liston, the original baddest man on the planet, was bad all over. From day one, he was the perfect fit. Born sometime between 1929 and 1932 as the second youngest of his abusive and alcoholic father's 25 children, no one ever knew his birthday, not even Sonny. He worked as a leg breaker for the mob. He did time for beating a policeman bloody. He even pulled a gun on Muhammad Ali at a casino. And he was arrested over 20 times. Unsurprisingly, it was in jail that Sonny learned to box. No one would ever accuse him of being particularly light on his feet or quick with his hands. He was lumbering, even for a heavyweight. But to doubt his brute strength was to lose the fight before it started. The Big Bear's method was simple. Push forward, swing those gigantic fists, watch them fall down. At times, it seemed no more than pure brutality. But by 1963, he'd done it to so many victims that the heavyweight champion of the world had no choice but to fight him. At that stage, it was the sublimely skilled Floyd Patterson, the Olympic gold medalist and knockout artist in his own right. Patterson comes in to finish him off. It's all over by the shouting. It was a massacre as Liston utterly destroyed him in less than a round to claim the WBA and lineal heavyweight titles. In his next fight, he repeated the feat, Floyd Patterson, KO, first round, to retain his titles and claim the first ever WBC heavyweight championship. His 184-centimeter frame was big for the time, but his 213-centimeter reach was obscene, and his fists were so big he had to have his gloves custom-made. He ended his career with 50 wins, 39 knockouts, and just four losses, largely through power and intimidation. And you know how he died? No, you don't, because no one does. Like his birthday, no one even knows the date. Sonny Liston was found dead, possibly murdered, alone in his apartment, because... 
that was Sonny Liston. Baddest man on the planet, right till the very end. Some people get offended. Of course, Sonny Liston died. Uh, some people get offended at my, my, my professional analysis of the crime scene, being a former San Francisco policeman, having worked plain clothes, being a private investigator for over 25, make that 35 years now. I think I know my way around a crime scene. I saw some pictures of Sonny Liston's alleged crime scene, and it didn't look like a crime scene to me. Anyway, bottom line is we'll get into that in depth. Here's Ali about Liston. And here, fully robed after the workout you've just seen, comes the heavyweight champion of the world himself. Good to see you, champ. Howard Cosell, the world's greatest newscaster. How are you feeling? <laughs> You're very kind, champ, but let's get to cases. You look almost like you're ready for the fight right now. You're about right, almost ready after another week. I'm a little tired now. I'm working hard, and after about three more days of working, rest until Tuesday for the big night, I'll be ready. I notice you've stopped with the poetry. You're not making any predictions. How come? Well, I'm just, uh, I have a prediction for the fight. But, uh, um, I think I'll be wise not to release it because so many people believe in my predictions and they have been accurate up to date. I'm afraid that uh, it might hurt the gate if I let them know what's going to happen. So I'll just hold a surprise for them. I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? I can't tell. Told you, I can't. Let me tell. Let me tell them. No, you can't tell them. You got to wait. Let me tell them. You can't tell them. The people are waiting for the prediction. You can't tell them. I tell you what's going to happen. See? No, don't tell them. All right, come on. I can't tell you. You're going to knock him out. What round? I'm not going. You don't tell him. I can't tell you. I can't tell you because it will hurt the gate. On the other hand, Muhammad, there continue to be people who say this is just an act on your part, that inside you're scared that Liston's better trained for this fight. What about... No, I don't know nothing about his training. I haven't seen him. I don't care nothing about him. All I know are the people that witnessed me here. I'm in top-notch condition. I'm fast. I'm fast as living heavyweight on two feet. And I don't worry about even getting hit. I have James Ellis here with me, the next world light heavyweight champion, the fella mm-hmm. that I do predict that will knock out Jose Torres as soon as Torres quit ducking him. And uh, he'll tell you himself, he has an awful hard time hitting me, and he's a fast, fast light heavyweight. All right, let's get back to you. You don't see any way that Liston can neutralize your footwork. If he dreamed he did, he'd apologize. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of the coin, Liston seems this time to be taking you a lot more seriously than the last time. Well, I'm taking him a lot more seriously. Why, if you're as good as you say Uh, and as confident as you say? I'm as confident as I say, and I'm better than I say I am. You really haven't saw the real me yet. You only saw me going into this thing as a beginner, first time, big fight, as a challenger. You won it as a boy, you defend it as a man. I want it as a man, and I'll defend it as a man. But I will tell you one thing. You just be there at the fight, and you will see a much, much better fight on my part than you did the last. I held back a lot because I thought maybe the fight might go 15. And now that I see he's, he gets tired quick, he's old. You think he's afraid he of you? Cuts, he's scared to death. And he cuts easy. Let me say this to you. Good luck. I hope it's not an act. I hope you mean it. If it's an act, just look at my record and see if there have the other fights been acts. Have they been acts? Not so far. Well, what makes you think I'm acting? So, of course, Ali stops him in one round, the famous phantom punch, all that kind of good stuff. We'll go into that in detail a little bit later. But up until that point, 
Uh, he lost a split decision to a very capable Marty Marshall. I'm talking about Sonny Liston back in 1955 when he was green. Of course, in 59, he beat guys like Cleveland Big Cat Williams, who could fight at that point in time. He beat my boxing mentor, the guy that taught me how to box, the guy that first put a pair of boxing gloves on me. I remember they were the biggest things I've ever seen in my life. They must have been 16 ounces, each of them. Anyway, Eddie Mason, of course, the drunk that he was. He's an alcoholic, but, you know, he was one point in time the number one heavyweight contender in the world. He hung out around 29th and Mission. He was sort of like the unofficial bouncer for some of the loan sharks around there and stuff like that so eddie was a little bit dirty but eddie saw me kicking the spit out of um spit with an h of uh guy lambert one time and guy guy was like bigger than me but what sonny didn't realize is i jumped got the jump uh what he didn't what eddie didn't realize i got the jump on guy because guy was wearing leather shoes and i was wearing you know rubber shoes so anyway i realized right then and there he never wear never wear leather shoes to a to a fight anyway bottom line was i beat up guy lambert eddie mason says you can fight we end up doing this boys club type of thing he takes me on the columbia park we do these smokers they got these smoker things with like one minute rounds and at one minute rounds i I did pretty good at one minute rounds didn't get beat at one minute rounds when it went to two minute rounds i lost my first two minute round fight well bottom line is you're stepping up you're graduating but uh back to the back to eddie mason though who was a fantastic fighter but Sonny liston beat him in 1960 so outside of losing to marty marshall he lost the two fights to Ali. He would get knocked out by Leotis Martin in 1969, of course, and finish his career in 1970 against Chuck Wepner. The knockout loss against Martin, I think it was about the ninth round. <clears throat> Martin was 30-5 and five coming in. Martin's a good fighter. I mean, not a great fighter, but a good fighter. But like an NABF title fight, something like that. But that, that uppercut, it was like a, just an uppercut, just separated Sonny from his senses. And, you know, this is what happens when you get hit. With a punch you don't see, especially when you're a monster. When you hit monsters with punches they don't see, they're really like out of it because they, they've never been hit too many, too often, okay? You hit me with a punch you didn't see. I know what's happening. I've been hit a few times, but the bottom line is these big old monsters like Sonny Listen never been hit. I mean, he really had never been hit until, you know, guys like Leotis Martin clipped him and that one shot he didn't see. Of course, Muhammad Ali clipped him in the second fight. And yes, I will say and go to my grave and we'll say he did not take a dive in that second fight. I think he just got clipped on the chin. He was an old man. I mean, the uh, narrator tried to say he was born somewhere between 1929 and 1932. He might have been born before that. And if, and, but, but I'm betting on 29. I'm not betting on 32 because, I mean, when you look at some of these films of him in the 70s, when I saw him, when I saw him in the 60s, uh, the late 60s at Newman's Gym, when we went down there, you know, we paid the 50 cents to get in. 50 cents. We used to pay to get in that place to watch sparring sessions. Man, I can't believe it. Billy Newman used to charge us 50 cents. Even the kids, we had to pay 50 cents. So anyway, watching Sonny Lissa spar down there, watching Jerry Corey spar down there. I mean, maybe some, some interesting stuff back. George Foreman. When he won the Golden Gloves, sparring down there. I mean, this sort of set, set the boxing table for me a little bit later in life. And, of course, Hector Martinez has come along, and I pick things up and go on a, on a stellar amateur run. Anyway, enough about me. Bottom line is, Sonny Liston was a bad dude. He was. The baddest man on the planet. We'll get into that a little bit more after the break. Larry Merchant on him and Hurricane Carter. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So you can break a second down to 100 pieces. So, you know, so US quick. So four 100, they got a machine that goes like, real quick. And it counts real quick, you know, real quick. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. 
These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Can't get enough, Barry White. Check this out. Oh, Sonny Liston's mother was pregnant. 18.7 years of her life. 225 months if you went to nine months with each kid. 25 kids. Good Lord, somebody couldn't get enough there. Either mommy or daddy. Bottom line is 25 kids. She must have been a wreck afterwards. <laughs> You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. Sonny List, of course, 50 and 4. Died in 1970. Actually, died in 19, yeah, 1970, of course. Um, they really don't know the exact date, per se, because when they found his body, it was like four or five days later. I'm talking about January 4th, January 5th, and he was decomposed to an extent. Of course, his apartment or his house was a hot place there in Las Vegas. The air conditioning was on, not on. It was locked from the inside. 
Sonny Sonny Liston's apartment was uh, locked from the inside. The windows were sealed. Um, There were no signs of break-in. There were no signs of violence. Sonny didn't have any needle marks in him. Sonny didn't have any uh, marks of violence. In other words, there were no no club marks, no black eyes, no bruises. There was nothing to indicate Sonny Liston had been traumatized whatsoever at all. And there was no indication to... uh, to come to the conclusion, and people have come to this conclusion, um, baseless, that he would, that he overdosed on heroin. I mean, it's, it's just it's unbelievable. So, I mean, when I looked at crime scenes pictures, I saw one crime scene photo. I was in Las Vegas, I guess, about nineteen. I would say it's about eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere around there. And Johnny Taco says to me, "You know, uh, somebody's got this picture of Sonny's baba." I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I can't get it for you, but you know." But anyway, so Johnny Taco gets it, and I look at the picture, and I see Sonny Liston laying on the bed, and he's laying on top of the bed, and he's nude. And this purported to be Sonny Liston because you know he was decomposed, and he looked pretty bad. Anyway, um, decomposed on the bed, been there four or five days. And his underwear was down around his ankles. So it, it doesn't, you know, I mean, think about this for a second. Whether he had prostitutes with him the day before or earlier that day or whatever it was, the bottom line is Sonny couldn't get enough. Like his daddy, because couldn't get enough. Because, you know, why were his underwear down around his ankles? I mean, think about this. I mean, I'm not trying to be x-rated or anything like that i'm trying to be r-rated i'm just trying to be real here think about this the guy is found dead in his apartment in his house it's locked from the inside all the windows are locked okay and he's on the bed naked with his shorts down around his ankles i mean come on simply put he came and went at the same time that's the best way to describe the ending of sunny listen he went with a smile on his face i'm pretty sure okay but you know some people try to say it was heroin it was a mafia yeah the mafia wanted to kill him because he wouldn't take a dive against chuck wetman in his last fight of course june of 1970 uh, in jersey city at the armory okay he busted uh chuck wetman's face up into like four, we have the interview he busted chuck wetman's face up into like four or five different pieces i mean he kidding not all these different broken or little bones. I broke his, oh, just a mess, okay? So if he was told to take a dive there, and he didn't, and the mob was mad at him, that was the uh, the story going around from, you know, dozens of years, I mean, decades, that the mob got Sonny because he wouldn't take a dive against Chuck Wetner, because Chuck Wetner was going to be like the Rocky apparent. Of course, he was the, the he was the guy that, that Sylvester Stallone based the Rocky Balboa character <coughs> on. Anyway, Chuck Webner. So Webner gets beat up in 1970. Six months later, Sonny listens at his house. He doesn't show up for the New Year's Eve party. There's a New Year's Eve party <coughs> thrown at Maine and Charleston at Johnny Taco's gym. He doesn't show up for the party, and Johnny's saying, eh, I guess not too much. Didn't think too much of it, but he called him a couple times, didn't pick up the phone, so he didn't, you know, didn't know what he was doing, because the wife, I think her name was Geraldine, she was out of town, so, you know, when, when she was away, the mouse would play. So she, you know, Johnny thought that Johnny, that Sonny Liston was out getting some, because, you know, Sonny was a, a freak when it came to sex, because it's Paul Gallander, the, uh, so-called, uh, know-it-all, the, the, he is a bit to an extent on the Sonny Liston saga, um, he said that Sonny he was with a couple of prostitutes earlier that day and this and that. Well, as I said, Sonny just couldn't get enough, much like his father, couldn't get enough. 25 kids, 25 kids. Think about the, the anguish that poor woman went through, labor 25 times. For 25, 18, over almost 19 years pregnant. Good Lord. And I thought Maria Ramirez's mother had a lot of kids with like 12. 
12 of them. She had 12 kids. She lived a long time, but she had 12 kids. A couple of them were monsters, though. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, and Sonny was a monster in my mind because, you know, Sonny was this nice, golly gee whiz type of guy during the week. Hi, how are you? How's things going? Yes, you want me to sign an autograph? Sure. Right Give him a couple of beers. Get him drunk. Okay, get him, a, get him a couple of beers. Before you knew it, it was like mother this and mother that and throwing punches and pushing people around and being a bully and this and that. Anyway, that was Sonny Liston. After the break, before the break, we're going to play this clip with uh, Larry Merchant. After the break, I'm going to go into depth on Rubik and Hurricane Not enough time? Okay, we'll go, in, we'll go to it after the break then. Ruben Hurricane Carter. Let's get to him just for a second. Of course, another command and controversy. A guy that, of course, considered a middleweight great. I don't know. I always thought he was overrated. I mean, what was his record? Like 27 and, and, you know, I mean, he lost like 12 fights. Had a draw. I mean, no no great record there in my mind, but 27, 12, and 1. Okay, that was his record, okay? Mm, good puncher, 20 KOs, I believe. Of course, beat guys like, you know, uh, Georgie Benton. Of course, the guy that came to fame as a trainer of Evander Holyfield. And of course, that entire Lou Duva uh, team that was put together after the 84 Olympics. George Benton was a trainer. Lou Duva was just a front man in the corner. Of course, Lou Duva showing what his worth was in the, um, the Melder Taylor Julio Cesar Chavez fight the first time when, of course, when, when Chavez had knocked Taylor down in that 12th round and the whole fight was on the line and big fat Lou, the, the, fl- the Fred Flintstone of boxing, was standing on the ring with his arms jumping up and down, and Meldrick was looking at him instead of looking at referee Richard Steele. So Steele said, Meldrick, Meldrick, look at me, look at me, look at me. He wouldn't look at him, not once but twice. I think he even said two and a half times, man, look at me, please. And Meldrick wouldn't because, his, you know, in the old days, in the old days, especially like in Philly and this and that, we're talking about fighters from the 70s, and, and when you listen to fighters from the 60s, when you get knocked down, look to your corner. They used to tell me that, look to your corner. I wasn't looking to my corner when I got knocked down. I was looking to get up. What the hell would I want to look to my corner for? To tell me to stay down? What are they going to tell me to stay down? What are they going to, your corner ain't going to do snot for you, okay? It's you. When you get knocked down in a fight, you got to know what time it is as far as the count, where it's going, this and that. And a lot of times when you get, if you do get knocked down, especially with a punch you don't see, you get semi-concussed, you know where I'm coming from, and you really don't pick up the count right away, and you realize, whoa, whoa, time to get up here, time to get up, and then you do get up, but anyway. Back to Hugh Ruben Hurricane Carter. Knocked out Emil Griffith, of course, the future world middleweight champion. Knocked him out in 19, what, 64, I think, 63. Knocked him out one round in Pittsburgh. So he had some good wins. I said he beat Georgie Benton, who was 47-7 and seven at the time. Benton was like the uncrowned champion. But he couldn't beat Luis Rodriguez. Lost to him twice, of course. And then Jimmy Ellis. He lost to Jimmy Ellis. Who was Jimmy Ellis? Jimmy Ellis was a future. I take that back. He beat Jimmy Ellis on, on, on a fight. So Jimmy Ellis was the former WBA heavyweight title. Holder. That was the guy that, that Ali said was the second best heavyweight in the world. And earlier, Ali said we'll win the light heavyweight title. Never won the light heavyweight title. Campaigned as a heavyweight. James Ellis, of course, turned into a singer. A bit of a, 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 uh, I don't think he had an album. Maybe he didn't even have an album anyway. He was singing at the International Boxing Hall of Fame. And all I can say was, um, he couldn't sing. It's sort of like with Simon, it's sort of like with, with Carmen Basilio, the former world welterweight champion, the man that beat Sugar Ray Robinson. He told me when I sung him happy birthday on the radio, he said, what did you do with the money, son? I said, pardon me, Mr. Basilio? He goes, yeah, what did you do with the money your mother gave you for singing lessons? Because you can't sing. You know, I haven't sang anybody happy birthday since then. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. After the break, I'm going to go into depth, of course, on Reuben Hurricane Carter and the fact that he was arrested for a triple homicide in 1966, of course. As I said, took place at the Lafayette Bar and Grill in Patterson, New Jersey. Some people say he did it. Some people say he didn't do it. I'll get to my conclusions, of course. They had the autobiography, autobiography in which... 
Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people took part in this. They thought that he was a, a hero and, you know, he was wrongly convicted. And of course, Bob Dylan did the 1975 song Hurricane, the 1999 film Hurricane. Of course, Denzel Washington playing Carter. But the bottom line is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Reuben Carter and Deb. Some people might not like it, you know, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that tends to kiss somebody's ass when I don't think their ass needs kissing. Anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Speaking of email Griffith, my little email story. We're in Canasota, New York, the International Boxing Hall of Fame, and the renowned boxing matchmaker, Eric Botcher is in the bathroom reading the new various newspapers because back in the days in the 90s, that's what we did. We read newspapers. Like So he's got like four or five newspapers in the bathtub. And Emil Griffith is gay. And everybody knew that Emil was gay. And Eric Botcher was like the most homophobic dude in the entire world. I kid you not. He's been a man. My buddy. From the Gilroy Dispatch, that's how I met him. He was writing for the Gilroy Dispatch down there in Gilroy, California, back in 1988. But he was the most homophobic guy in the entire world. So he's in the bathtub, and I tell him, there's a knock on the door. It was the maid. The maid was knocking on the door. She, you know, she wanted to come in clean. So he says, hey, who's at the door, man? I said, it's Emil Griffith. He's here, and he wants to talk to you. All of a sudden, you heard all this noise like the whole world was coming to an end. There was more water on the floor in the bathroom than there was in the tub. Eric comes running out, basically half-dressed, right? Homophobic, scared. He thought the gay guy was a knock on the door. I kid you not. That's how scary Eric was. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live. We're all right. Eric, you know it's the truth. This is Ring Talk. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Hurricane Carter Moore after the break. you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or you just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company, which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business. So it's important you go with a company you can trust, and nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to timeshare exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877-WE-DO-EXIT. Why pay for something you aren't even using? 
Give us a call at 877-WE-DO-EXIT or visit newtonexit.com today. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. Bob Dylan talking about Reuben Hurricane Carter, and he had a good run. I mean, he had a good run, but as far as the uncrowned champion, I think he was a bit overrated. It said 27 and 12. He was stopped one time, couldn't beat Luis Rodriguez for some reason, lost to Joey Joey Giardello. But his peak was in 1963. Of course, he was grabbed by the police in 1966. But in 1963, he knocks out Emil Griffith in the aforementioned Emil Griffith in one round. Emil was a great guy to be around. I loved being around him. I had a great time being around him. And, of course, then he knocked out James Ellis, who couldn't sing a lick. James Ellis, I said, released that CD at the International Boxing Hall of Fame. I think it was like five or ten bucks. There weren't people in line for the CD. I just put you. James Ellis thought he was a singer. Jimmy Ellis thought he was a singer. But but he beats Jimmy Ellis in 1964, February of 1964, of course, by a unanimous nod that was in Madison Square Garden, a 10-round fight. Of course, wow, he beats the former WBA, the future WBA heavyweight title of the guy that, that Muhammad Ali said would become the light heavyweight champion of the world. Of course, that never happened. He ended up having a portion of the WBA heavyweight title, I think, just for a minute because of the fact that Muhammad Ali had his title taken. Straight up, Ruben Hurricane Carter and Sonny Liston, a guy that we know a whole lot about, took a look at both, t- takes a hard look at both guys, talk about the godfather, Larry Merchant. Larry, let's go back 50 years. The, um, the Ali Liston fights. Of course, the first one was, did, did, were either of these fights fixed in your mind? You were there for probably no. both of them, I believe. No, I think sometimes, uh, uh, when things are, are unexpected and sometimes unexplainable, um, people look for conspiracy theories and the myths sometimes is better than the truth. And the simple truth was is that Ali was too young and fast and tough and bold for Liston. And Liston gave up in the first fight. He just quit because he wasn't used to being in there with somebody who was banging him around like that. And, uh, uh, um, and in fact, the... the, the, the Liston tried 
to blind him by using that astringent substance on his gloves and shoulders that got in Ali's eyes. I know this because I was sports editor of the Philadelphia Daily News at the time, and my boxing writer was very close to the people in Liston's corner, and they told him that's what he did, and that he had done it previously in fights. Hmm. Sonny the Bully Liston, of course, died in uh, in his Las Vegas apartment, his Las Vegas home. You know, Larry, there's a lot of controversy around that, but according to the late Davey Pearl, who managed him, and I think Johnny Taco, the gym manager of the uh, Main Street Gym in Las Vegas, who found a Liston and who worked with Liston back in the St. Louis days in the 50s. Um, Sonny was found naked with his shorts down around his ankles and the doors locked from the inside. It sort of tells me that uh, I hate to put it this way, but he sort of came and went at the same time, if you can see where I'm going there. Yeah, look, um, you know, Liston, uh, I met Sonny Liston when he first came to Philadelphia. And he was a, a likable guy, uh, but he soon started to misbehave in public with the front page stories about it and um, didn't trust the media. The only guy he trusted was my fight writer, Jack McKinney, who, who, who kind of empathized with him because Liston had come from a family of over 20 uh, from the old uh, Jim Crow South, and he was illiterate and um, was being, at that time, run by the mob and so forth. Um, but he, but, but he, he was a bad guy for whatever reason, and um, he couldn't handle, he was a bully who, when, when, when a guy came along who stood in his face, um, showed who he was. And in the second fight, uh, the one-round knockout, Pedro, I have actually seen punch, frame-by-frame uh, frame footage of the punch. I actually was sitting ringside and saw the punch. <laughs> now, so nobody can tell me it was a phantom punch. I didn't think at the time that it was a knockout punch because I'd never seen Liston on the floor. Um, but the, the frame-by-frame footage showed that his head jarred back, that it was a, one of those medulla of Longata knockouts in which the knockout comes and not because it, a punch landed on a nerve, but because the head jerked back when a guy didn't see a punch coming. Uh, be that as it may, um, probably 100 years from now, they'll still be talking about the phantom punch. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter, did he do it? Are you talking about his criminal? Yeah, I mean, did he, did he, did he commit those murders in that bar or not? Uh, I just have to go along with with what the, the 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 law eventually found, which was that he was innocent. Uh, I knew a lawyer, um, a guy named Lewis, uh, who handled his case and his appeals and all that, and and he was a, a top flight lawyer, and he thought he was innocent. But um, other people have asked me that question, and that's the only answer I have. Ruben Hurricane Carter, of course, middleweight contender, the Hurricane song and the movie, all that kind of good stuff. You know, he, he was he all that good after beating, of course, I mentioned earlier, he beat, uh, 
he, he beat James Ellis. I mean, James Ellis could fight. There was no doubt about it. James Ellis, of course, would go on to win the WBA heavyweight title. So he beats Ellis. He beats Emil Griffith. Beats a guy named Clarence James. Loses to Joey Giardello for the middleweight title. Okay, a 15-round decision. Loses his next fight to Luis Rodriguez. Couldn't beat Luis Rodriguez for nothing. Anyway, goes a couple of wins. Loses again to a guy named Harry Scott who was 22-15. and 15. Then he loses. Take that back. He beats a guy with an 18-23 and 23 record. Then he loses to Dick Tiger. A, you know, in 15-16, and 16, Dick Tiger could fight. Lost a 10-round decision to Dick Tiger. Then he loses a couple fights later again to his nemesis, Luis Rodriguez. Okay. Then he went one, two, three. Had a couple of wins. Then he went two, two losses more. Of course, both by decision, one by split decision, and then he ended his career with a loss in ten points, uh, ten, uh, 10 rounds to Juan Carlos Rivera back in 1966. So when he went to jail in 1966, he was far past his peak. Okay, so there wasn't they didn't rob him from being the champion and like that. I mean, the guy was essentially a club fighter at this point in time or a glorified club fighter, a guy that had fought for the title a couple of times. But that's it. He was a title challenger. He wasn't nothing more. Okay, so this this legend that they they locked up, you know, the Muhammad Ali, the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Sugar Ray Robinson, oh, the Archie Moore. They didn't. No, 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 no. Ruben Hurricane Carter, he is not on that level. Just not on that level, okay? Would I say he's a good fighter? Yes, he beat Emil Griffith, there's no doubt about it. Griffith brought it, had a great credential. Emil was the then going to be the future middleweight champion. Of course, James Ellis, he beat James Ellis as well. So, I mean, that right then and there, he beat some other guys on his record that were good. But overall, I would have to say he is of journeyman status. Now, as far as him committing the murders, Larry says that you have to go with what the judicial says. Of course, you know, I, I'm an ex-cop, and, you know, I'm an ex-cop, and I'm just sort of like, I, I just like, I'm, I mean, I'll put it to you like this. I thought, all right, put it this way. In 1967, they were convicted, okay? And there was like, there was one, they had them uh, one time, then they released them, and a few weeks later, they arrested them in 1967, and they were convicted of three words, artists and and Carter, okay? They're given life sentences in Rawway State Prison, okay? They had a retrial in 1976, and that upheld their sentences. But it was overturned in 1985, and then the prosecutors declined to try the case a third time after their appeal to the Supreme Court failed. So, I, I, you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, no jury ever said <clears throat> that Reuben Hurricane Carter was innocent. I mean, his autobiography says it, the 16th round, but, you know, I just, I don't know. He was a little shady, out a little bit late. And like my lieutenant used to say, George Clement, he was a drunk, was an you know, Irish drunk with the SFPD. Good guy. I loved him. Of course, uh, get this, I was a cop out of Terreville Station in San Francisco, which is out in the, the, uh, the avenues near the beach on 24th and Terraville, and he was 24th Avenue, and George Clement was my lieutenant, and he used to drink. So he used to drink, you know, he, he would get his paperwork done, and that's all a lieutenant did was do paperwork. He did his paperwork, and then he would go down to this bar on, like, 46th Avenue and, and 46th and, uh, and Judah, and he'd drink till, like, 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning. So I'd have to go get him. That's sort of cool. I had to go get it. Yeah, drunk, drunk lieutenant. You know, that sort of went. That's the way it went back in the SFPD days. But, but as far as Hurricane Carter getting stroked by the cops, and and I, I don't know, man. I think Hurricane was. Hey, like Clement said, if you're out at four o'clock in the morning and you're not going from point A to B, point A to point B, you're up to no good. Straight up.
Well, I think he's got a point there. Let's switch gears, talk about the UFC. Of course, the UFC up with their next, I uh, take the big pay-per-view upcoming. One of them is UFC 250. And, of course, Amanda Nunes, the baddest woman pound for pound in the history of the sport. She knocked out Chris Cyborg Santos. Of course, she destroyed Ronda Rousey. Oh, God, did she. And, of course, um, you know, she's, she's a, she beat Misha Tate. I mean, Misha Tate beat Ronda Rousey. So, I mean, Misha Tate beat Holly Holm. So, Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey. So, I mean, Amanda's beating them all. She's taking on Megan Anderson. Good luck, Megan. That's going to go down, of course, on the undercard of Jan Blackowicz and Israel Edesana who to hook it up in a lightweight championship fight. Of course, Blackowicz, now the lightweight, light heavyweight champion, 205 pounds of the USC. Israel, former the 170 pound, 185 pound champion, now moving up to uh, light heavyweight. Good luck with that. Moving up in weight is not as easy as people think it is. They just not. He was, oh, you know, I've had problems making the weight. I'll just move up a few pounds. Yeah, right. I mean, <clears throat> listen, you can feel the difference between a couple of pounds. Like I was, say I was, say I was in prime shape, 142 pounds. I could feel it fighting a guy 145, 146. Just a three or four. You just, I mean, you could. I mean, size, size and weight manners. Size manners and two things, right? Pornography and combat sports. Combat sports for sure. Anyway, Amanda Nunes, the first openly openly lesbian champion in UFC history, married the fellow UFC fighter Nina Asheroff, of course, she uh, who competes in the strawweight division. Anyway, the bottom line is she, she credits her, her uh, success to her relationship. Good luck on that one. Of course, her records, 20 wins, 4 losses. She's been stopped twice by a knockout, once by submission, once by decision. Of course, Megan Anderson, good luck on that one, pound for pound. Amanda Nunes is the best as far as the women are concerned in the world of mixed martial arts right now. Now, of course, they didn't want to give Chris Cyborg Santos a rematch. Why? Because Cyborg probably would might, might I think, had a good damn good chance of beating her. What did they do to Cyborg the first time? They changed sites. The fight was going to be in Las Vegas. So she's coming down from like 180 pounds. She's as a, she's like, and then she's not fat. But she would come down like from 160 pounds to 145 for the fight. And she's coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. They switched locations on her, made the fight uh, go to LA from Las Vegas because John Jones was disqualified from fighting in Las Vegas because of uh, possible steroid issues. They took him to California. They fought at the forum. Uh, they had to switch, switch locations. She had to sit in a car for five or six hours going down the road trying to lose weight at the same time. That must have been ugly. Anyway, bottom line is, I would have given her a better than average shot in the rematch. Amanda Nunes, I don't think is that good. I think she got the first punch in. I think if Cyborg would have hit her, it might have been the same thing. Anyway, Amanda Nunes in action is Megan, Megan Anderson. Good luck with that. As far as the rest of the UFC schedule is concerned, I like this heavyweight fight. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yee, the monster. I mean, when heavyweights, or when you talk about heavyweights, so Stipe Miocic is the world heavyweight champion. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And there's, I mean, kid from Cleveland, good Golden Glove champion. I mean, he's, I mean, no doubt about it. But Francis Ngannou came so close to beating him in that first fight. I mean, almost had him out in the first round. Of course, lost because of stamina issues down the stretch. I don't think stamina issues are going to play a point this time. In fact, we're looking for a new heavyweight champion as far as the UFC is concerned when he smokes. I'm telling you, Francis Ngannou will smoke Stippy Milch this time like a blunt, a New York City blunt. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Peter Frampton to the break. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He would try, and then I would bring it back down. and It worked, man. I just wanted to gas him out and get him tired. You know, he's you know, a big boy. He's got a lot of muscle on him, you know, and there's a lot of oxygen to carry for a big boy like that. UFC heavyweight champion Stephen Yochi, of course, talking about Francis Ngannou in the rematch coming real soon. Bottom line is, somebody shot me a text here. Bruce Maniac wanted to know what is Ma, what was in uh, Sonny Listen's, what was the chemicals? He had Moncel Solution. Moncel Solution is a, an acidic uh, thing that uses, uses little metal particles, and it burns your cuts together. It sort of turns cuts black. Anyway, when you put that on people's uh, bodies and it rubs into somebody's eyes, it makes them cry. They have vision problems. Bottom line is that's what Larry Merchant was talking about earlier in the hour. Now, I want to mention the fact that I have not been able to go a hold of John Johnson. Who is John Johnson? John Johnson is a former Ohio State 
football coach under the great Woody Hayes. I think he coached the defensive backfield at one point in time in the 80s and the early 70s. And, of course, he would become the manager of future heavyweight champion Buster Douglas, the man that pulled the meltdown of Mike Tyson in Tokyo. He put that all together, okay? They met, like, in Buster's, somebody's kitchen, and before he knew it, they had a contract. And anyway, John Johnson disconnected his phone. He's no longer on Facebook. Of course, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and the last time he appeared on the show, he said that he had kicked lung cancer, and he had beaten it. And, you know, bottom line is now he's not answering the phone. The phone's disconnected. And I'm not hearing from him, so I'm a bit scared. Anyway, you are tuned. May he, may he be in good health. A little rub, little, little, little emotional there. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Don't forget, we come to you seven days a week on Anchor.fm. That's right, the podcast at Anchor.fm or anywhere you get your podcast. Ring Talk Live Worldwide rocks. Of course, live Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time, live on Sports Byline iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and about a thousand other internet platforms. Often imitated, but never duplicated. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Thank you for listening to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. <laughs>